it can be hard accepting that okay the end of the year i still have a target i want to meet by the end of the year at some point you'll be like you might not be able to meet it all don't focus much on what you've not done so far it is hard but for you to survive it survive the heartache the whole pressure even though there are people doing better than you but you are doing better than other people as well so just take it in peace and i hope people understand that and don't put pressure on themselves today's conversation is with a guest ada or ada Dichi, unwrapping 2023 with joy she took us through her journey this year pursuing her goals handling rejection achieving many of her set goals and all of that good stuff that happened for her this year she also shared key things this year has taught her uh, this episode is going to be very useful for many of us who are already taking stock or planning to take stock of the year because it will put a lot of things into perspective for you and i really do hope it does so enjoy Welcome to the Girl Unplugged podcast. This is Rita Chukriki. This is a platform for authentic and heartfelt conversations that inspire mindful living. Hello, Ada. Welcome to the Girl Unplugged podcast. Hi, Ri. Nice to be here. I'm actually happy and excited. It's good to have you here as well. So, tell us about yourself. Hmm. Okay, so my name is Ada, Ada Dichi, or Melvina. Anyone is totally fine. And I am just a girl living in Lagos and struggling with adulthood, but enjoying every bit of it. I am a troublemaker. <laughs> Most people know me as a troublemaker. And also a sweet person. And married to leave me whole of K-drama. So please, if you are listening to this podcast, know that I'm his wife, period. I didn't expect all of that, but okay. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You are sweet and a troublemaker. And I'm trying to like piece that combo together, you know, a sweet exactly. troublemaker. Exactly. And I get the vibe. Like sometimes I look forward to your rants and your vents on Twitter. You know, the energy there is like, Omo, this girl did not wake up on the right side today. Who angered this girl? Because what's the hell, you know? So I get the troublemaker side and all of that. And I also understand the sweet side. And then, yeah, the K-drama aficionado thing is also there. But I don't know about the Limi Hu thing, but yeah. And I guess that was how we got to be friends on twitter right the oh, whole k-drama stuff yes i replied yeah. to one of your k-drama posts and i was like how do you guys tell the guys apart because i think yeah. they all look the same and you were like no way this is not allowed if you don't know them apart are you even a k-drama lover and i'm like oh i still have a long way to go but we yeah actually we actually do mm. have a long but it's some yeah. part if you are living in lagos you're always angry it's, I, it's just just your defense mechanism because if they just i mean once you are in lagos everybody's bound to make you angry because everybody's angry so sometimes you just equip yourself because i mean 
everybody can just walk in and do what they want to do. Maybe even a keke driver before you get to where you're going, 10 people are looking for your trouble. But sometimes when you change it for them, they will know that, okay, oh, this one is equipped. Let me leave, him, let me leave them and go and find another person. So you just wake up ready as long as you're living in Lagos. Yeah. Yes, the Lagos thing, but I think Nigeria as a whole. I was speaking to one of my friends yesterday. She's in Dakar and they are having their end of year thingy there. And she was like, they wanted to change them. They've been there for like a week, right? And now the management is telling them they want to move all of them to their sister hotel, maybe because maybe they got new guests and they want to treat them to the recent hotel. She said the way she changed it for them, that she gave them small <laughs> Niger craze. I was so surprised because I've never seen... You, this, my friend, is those, those type of people that always preach peace, you know, she doesn't mm -hmm. like problem. But when she now told me she gave them small Niger craze, I was like, hmm... So you have it in you. She's like, huh? If you don't show people like this, they will not take you seriously. So yeah, I think it's really, it's right? a Nigerian factor, but then living in Lagos brings out a special kind of craze because it's unavoidable. It's, it's unavoidable. To be, honest, to be honest, yeah. But today well, we're not talking about Lagos craze or the craze of being a Nigerian person or the craze that comes with being Nigerian. We're going to talk about wrapping 2023 with joy i don't know about you but i feel like 2023 is the fastest year one minute i'm like happy new year and i'm already doing merry christmas what happened like it's so fast and i know for a lot of us you know this time of the year is that year that comes with a lot of overwhelm you know feelings of just anxiety, disappointment, maybe the year didn't go the way you wanted, or maybe it went and you're just happy. But usually it's the former because especially if you live in Nigeria, the struggle is real. You're doing everything right. You're doing your best, but it seems as if you're not doing anything. So I felt that having this conversation is important because no matter what is happening, no matter the outcomes of 2023, we should be happy regardless. We should be joyful and we should be able to have something to be grateful for. So yeah, let's talk about wrapping 2023 with joy. I mean, everybody uh, walks into another year praying, hoping, you know, the whole new year new me of course i'm not big on that i just know that this year is another year and i know that i really want to make something out of this year like every other person actually walked into 2023 hoping writing down goals things i want to do um for the first time in my life i wrote a list and the year has not ended and i've cancelled all of them for me i feel like 2023 is actually one of my best year ever. I'm not going to downplay anybody's um, struggle or whatever. I mean, 2023 came with its own battles and all. But for me, I just decided that I needed to make use of what I had to just try my very best. And this is what I want. Mm. And this is what I'm going to mm. get. You get it's just like setting every other rules, working on it. Sometimes it might work through, sometimes it might not. I'm not going to say that I had it all rosy this year. I'm not going to say that. I mean, 
there were some things I was looking forward to that I wasn't able to achieve. But once in certain, I've decided to like focus on the ones I really got because to be very honest, it outweighs what I didn't get. And I believe that mm. it was just it was just God's plan. I'm a Christian, I believe in God. So I know that it was just God's plan for me. So I decided to like, okay, I didn't get this. I got that. Well, it's just a call for learning for me. I entered the year confused, depressed. I've dropped some breakfast early in the year. <laughs> it was not funny, but I channeled all those energy. You know that has breakdown. Instead of you to be crying, you go and think about your life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that kind of thing. You just, you just channel the whole energy. I mean, there's no need going back and forth. It has happened. It has happened. I entered the new year confused. All that. What am I going to do now? This is it. But I decided to take one step at a time. Uh, I, I had to like, I've been dabbling in tech, project management. But earlier this year, I moved into product management fully. Started taking classes. Started um started my 100 days challenge that was one of mm, the biggest yes that's one too that's yeah, one, that one of the biggest yeah. things I did for myself because it was able to bring me out connect me with a lot of people I was able to get my first internship because of that I was able to like connect with people that has helped my career grow so I mean that was the beginning of the whole thing was the 100 days challenge easy hell no because sometimes I'm like, send me. 100 days is like three months and some weeks, actually. How did I get here? But when I started seeing that, I was still in my 100 days challenge and I got a job of teaching people. And for the first time, I rejected a job. But I was able to reject it because I decided to focus on myself, learn, and know that. So it was about the money, but it wasn't still about the money. Anything can happen. So I decided to just focus on my career. Just elaborate on the 100 days challenge and what it was, because I know a lot of people listening to us do not know, especially people who don't follow you on Twitter, will not know what the 100 day challenge was about. Okay, so the 100 day challenge, first of all, um, it was all born out of consistency. Like, can you do this thing for 100 days? I know that it, it takes a lot for people to be consistent with what they do, especially when you're not seeing the results immediately. You get, can you be able to do this thing for 10 days? Can you be able to do this thing for 50 days? Can you be able to do this thing for 100 days? Now, that wasn't my intention at first. I only see people, I only see people that code do it, like one, they one of me coding this. These are people who have things to show. So for me, it wasn't, but when I decided to go into product management, I asked myself, will I be consistent with this thing? Because I really want to learn. Will I be consistent with this thing? And, and as I love reading my habits because I feel like everything just worked according to my plan. I saw 100 Days Code Challenge pop up on Twitter. But I thought, okay, I mean, it's product management, but what about I... I study product management. And for me, I wanted to prove something to myself, not to anybody, because I didn't even start it with the intention of hmm. producing. Yeah, I just wanted to prove to myself that I can do this. I can do this for 100 days. Let me see what I can do. So within 
the process of like 10 days, 20 days, I started getting like attention from people who saw that what I was doing was really okay. I created my own community that were interested. And the most important part of this is that because of my challenge, I am not exaggerating. I had over 20 people start up their own 100 days challenge. Some people could not do 100 days in time. Nice. Some people went ahead doing 30. Some people did 50. And for me, that's a win because, I mean, I was able to influence something good and it made me happy. It made me happy since that I proved to myself that I could do this. Speaking of something to yourself, I'm a sucker for challenges. Like when something is hard and challenging, I like it. So when I get used to things, it's as if my life becomes, not I won't say boring, but you know that thing about I've mastered this, what next, right? Yeah. And sometimes doing these challenges just gives you a new perspective. It draws out the potential that you didn't even know you have. So I can relate with it. At the beginning of this year, I went on a 100-day social media detox. So I wasn't on social media for 100 days. Okay. From right. February to May, I was not on social media. I was not on Instagram, TikTok. And these are like my active accounts, Facebook. And for me, I just needed that time to not only just prove to myself that I can do without this thing because at some point it became as if, you know, I couldn't do without social media. I needed to yeah. be online every time, you know, yeah. and all of that. But it was also me trying to create that sense of control that this thing cannot control me. I can control myself. And if I want to get back to social media, I want it to be on my terms. I don't want to be scrolling mindlessly or just being there because i feel like you know the fear of missing out and all of that mm -hmm. so i understand challenges i've also gone on a 72 hours water fast just drinking water for 72 hours without food like doing that fast was also a kind of me saying to myself see hey you can go three days without food and not to also mention the benefits of you know fasting to just both spiritually and physical benefits of fasting so yeah i really get and relate to just how these kinds of challenges can be a way of you proving to yourself that you you've got what it takes and then it also bringing like many benefits especially that part of you realizing potentials that you didn't know you had you know That's because true. you look at it and you're like 90 days without social media or more i can't do it but once you start it it just is as if you you get an upgrade day three day four one week two weeks you're like oh if anybody told me i would come this far I would not believe. So it's like unlocking another part of you or another you that you didn't know like existed. Exactly. I mean, you didn't, you explained it better than I could. It's just like, okay, every day I was looking forward to learning an entire different thing. Like it's all just so new to me. Every day I'll be like, okay, what am I going to learn today? Sometimes I was able to like constantly put myself there, watch um, YouTube videos. It even made me knew that I could write. I know that I, was, I could write, but having to now articulate everything I've learned, because you don't get to like 
pour everything you there. You just have to write it in a way that your audience is going to understand. And when I yeah. figured out that because of what I've done so far, I could go to this person on LinkedIn and be like, this is what I've done. And if I could do this in this short period of time, imagine what I can do for you in so, so, so period of time. It gave me this whole confidence and I was so audacious about it. So yeah, that's what the 100 days challenge was all about. In my 100 days challenge, like we, like I was still in the middle of the 100 days challenge. I rejected a job I knew I couldn't hold through because all I needed to do was like learn and also learn from someone who is already in the field. And I, I started reaching out to people and I didn't even get to do much because my timeline or whatever it is I was doing was evident. So people could just easily see what I was doing. Of course, I didn't just get an answer, but it wasn't a blunt no before. Before it would take a while to get no, but other people would be like, hey, I see what you're doing, you're doing well, but at the moment I'm not hiring. Now give me a sense of, oh, okay, they know that you're doing well. So if you try more, you'll get an answer. And so mm. it just yeah, it just gave me this sense of oh um, I don't they belong go, I don't they yeah, belong, you're on the right path. I just need to yeah, put in exactly. more effort. Yeah. Personally, as I'm reviewing my year and evaluating how far 2023 has come and how good it has been and, you know, all of those things that we usually do when the year comes to an end. Your story, what you're just saying, kind of encourages me in a way. Because, you know, when we do these evaluations, we are doing it in a bubble. Because when you sit with your journal and you're like, okay, let me review this year. You're just doing it with you and yourself. And the things that you feel where your set goals are the things that you have achieved, right? But hearing from you is already telling me things that me, I know that even for me, it is true. And it's so encouraging because as I'm going through some of these things, I'm like, what if, if what you achieved this year was inspiring others to be able to do what they need to do? Would you say that 2023 was not a good year just because you did not achieve your own perceived goals, like your own set goals. Because look at you, you formed a community of people that went on a challenge. And as, as much as you inspired them to do that challenge, no matter how many days they went for, you, will, you may never know the impact that you have, that thing alone has made in their lives and their career. Just by you saying, I want to do this, and if you think you can do this, you can join me. You know, because a lot of times we, we, we are very self-oriented when it comes to like achieving goals and dreams. We think it's about us, but most times it's not always about us because as you're doing, people are inspired. People are looking at your journey and like, oh, wow, if she could do it, I could do it. And that impact goes a long way because after you, you have finished your 90 days old and you've gotten what you want to get out of the challenge and another person did it because you inspired them, it will lead them to impacts that you may never know. And that also is success. You know, success mustn't always be what we achieved personally. 
It could also be what we have helped others achieve, whether knowingly or unknowingly. So yeah, I'm really encouraged with <laughs> what you're saying. And it's really like validating a lot of things that I've been seeing in my own personal journal. And I'm telling myself, okay, okay, okay. So, so why are you pressed? Why are you feeling like you are feeling like this person is echoing the same things, you know? So yeah, rest easy. Sometimes it will be easy accepting the fact that like you're inspiring people. I remember this particular time I was um I was looking for a job in Upwork. I would always send proposals, I would do this, I would get interview and I will not get a job. Now, not not to quote me wrong, I'm not saying that everybody that came to me got a job, but I can say if then people got came to me to help them with Upwork, it them got a job. A very good paying job. At some point, my friend, it'd be like saying I'm teaching be your handwork. Or you're there looking for how to make money. It'd be like saying I'm teaching. I say no, I don't want to teach. <laughs> I want to get a job like them. I remember last year I helped somebody draft um I, I had to rearrange her profile, sent sent proposal for her, and the client started to her, she got a job. She even called me and said, ah, she wants to do Christmas for me. I sent her my account number and she sent me 30,000 there. Ah. I was like, obviously, it pays you much. She said, yeah, I don't. It pays us $6 per hour. I was like, okay. It made me feel bad. I was happy that I was able to help, but sometimes just be like, ah, ah. Your own is not worth But what of my own now? Exactly. Until I make the fact that I'm not, I'm not just going to end up average. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I just know that that I am not in any way going to end up as an average Nigerian or anything. I'm going to keep yeah. working, even if it means helping people out, so that tomorrow will be like, oh. Melvina got me this job. Melvina helped me so, so, so time and all that. Even makes me happy. But I still want to be, do something on my own, aside the fact that I'm just helping people get. So I just had to make deal with the fact that, okay, this is where God wants you to be at the moment. And then these people are happy. Obviously, I, I should be happy until my own time came. Did my own time come? Yes. Did it take a while? Yes. Am I still happy? I think so. <laughs> so I'm going to pause you there because I would want us to talk about handling rejection in all of this because I saw a lot of your posts on X and how you you were just on and you know it's also about how you were unashamed about posting these things because you know who like to show off their good side and you know curate this perception of themselves that is always good nothing bad is happening i'm having fun i'm okay i'm great i'm living the life you know my life is sweet it's still over here and all of that so you kept sharing your rejection emails and at a point it felt like oh my goodness when will it happen and i'm saying this from somebody like that was seeing your posts until you posted that you eventually got a job, that you eventually landed a job, that, oh, this one is not a rejection email. So finally, you know, and all of that, and celebrating all of that. And I kept wondering, imagine if you had given up, or imagine if you had said, you know what, I can't take this beating any longer. And then that post, the way people engaged with it, because everybody was like, wow, congratulations, Ada, congr people were reposting, liking, 
commenting. And I'm like, hmm. Because when you are posting the rejection email, nobody would nobody. like, nobody would post. In fact, somebody yeah. actually shaded you on X one day. I think oh. you, <laughs> you, you responded to her tweet somehow. You quoted her tweet and she didn't like it. And she was like, you that used to deal with rejection. Maybe that's why they are rejecting your emails every time. And Omo, I you know? remember that tweet. I remember that tweet. <laughs> I went to go and ask to my friend. I told my friend, ah, it's it. So yeah. let's talk about handling rejection. Okay, so I used to think that, okay, things that have happened in your life subsequently just built you up. Now, all my life, I've had a whole lot of those. Sometimes, no, yes. So I'm not I'm not going to like go into details about how I grew up, how I ended here, but I've just been someone that right from time it has just always been no, no, you can't do this, no, you shouldn't do this, no, you should do this. It was just people dictating what I want to do. At some point I I had to yield because I was a teenager. I had to depend on a lot of people um until I was able to like, okay, I'm an adult now. Anything I'm going to do, I'm going to take responsibility for my actions. They get so it had just always been a no, 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 no. And when I started my hundred days challenge, I knew that LinkedIn wasn't really a place to be or anything. I might really want to be a little bit anonymous on Twitter, but I tend to like keep my money as real as I can. That's the reason I can be able to talk fluent, like talk about my journey this way. Not having anything yeah. here or trying to look up of anything because it's my journey. I was going to share my journey. Now I started posting my rejection mails. That was even the first time or the second or even the tenth time I've gotten a no. But I just needed to encourage another person. I, I wake up every rejection mails. That's because I sent a lot of applications. And why the rejection mails okay? Some of them sometimes it was really painful because when you apply for a job, automatically you are thinking of the job that the job is already yours. <laughs> you just be like, ah, depends. <laughs> if they call it for an interview, Sorry, uh, then see your your so, dress, the dress you'll be wearing mm. from Monday to Friday in your mind. I'm about to it's it just <laughs> at some point when you get enough visual meals, you you clock out of that bubble actually. But for me, I knew I was going to get a job. I knew. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. Did you get? So why the rejection me kept on for me? I, 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 I was assessing them. Before, it was immediately with my application and everything. It was a no. At some point, I got to the interview stage, got to the second stage, but um, this, is, this, this is what happened. Some will be like, comment what I've done so far, my, my, my portfolio, my LinkedIn, and all that. So it, get, it, it kept on giving me this sense of, you are almost there. You are almost there. Before, you were not getting any response at all. You started getting yeah. the no. You started getting yeah. the no. Then at some point, you started being invited to interviews. At some point, when I knew that I was doing something right was when the first person that hired me to do an internship in a startup recommended me as a product manager in an, for another person and told me to take up the job. I was scared. He was like, he knows that I can do this, but why am I scared to do it myself? I said, no, 
I still want to learn under you. You get that was when I knew that okay, he's not going to just um stake out his reputation like that if he didn't know that I could do it. For me, I wasn't willing to take any chances. I've always believed in step by step. If I fall, I'll rest, watch K drama, eat, and stand up and continue my journey. So when I started sharing it and seeing how funny, I decided to like make it a joke for me. Let you know I was I was I was jobless, to be honest. I was jobless. I was just like learning. My internship came, there was a stipend, and it was like, okay, we can do this. From not having any job at all. So having a job that pays you this small and then this is what you've been you are learning so it felt okay this is the first stage i cancelled that out of my list i was taking classes building the community uh, doing what i thought i could and then i kept on going applying for jobs i knew that okay this is where i want to be this is the niche i want to be in tech i want mm. to work in a health tech mm. so i'm, I'm counseling so when I was even seeing opportunities in other firms or anything, I didn't apply because I didn't want to be there. I knew what I wanted and I kept on applying for the companies I wanted. I even applied to so many South Korea companies. That's going to show you the extent I went. <laughs> like, <laughs> I cannot even believe my own progress. I really cannot. But it wasn't mm. a whole, okay, mm. I take two classes and I'm in already. No, mm. my first management job paid me like 30k, and it was a, I mean, I can get 30k like maybe from friends and family, but it gave me this sense of oh wow, you're able to contribute in meetings, you're able to, yes, you have value, you have a value. So, just like mm. everything was just a step. So, the rejection letter is it going to pain you? It's you. What I'm getting from what you're saying is how rejection can help you develop and improve skill you know that sense of tenacity and resilience to keep going a lot of things that growing up has really built inside of you that ability and capability to handle rejection you know yeah. for a lot of us we we get a no first time second time and we're like you know what maybe maybe this is not for me we give up too easily and then there's also this aspect of rejection leading you on a path of not just self-development and self-improvement, but it makes the process, it makes you go further into the process. Like, you know, when you're like, I'm looking for this kind of job. Yes, you think in your mind that you're ready for this job, right? Yeah. But there are still things that you need to develop for you to actually be able to handle this job. Exactly, exactly, which you, you will get never to. get to know, right? Exactly. Unless you are doing the practice. So, rejection is like setting you up for more practice so that you're able to develop more. Now, when you're getting your yes, you feel like it's worth it. You're right, you are, you know, right. yeah, because sometimes during your interview, some people might be lucky enough if you find people that are kind enough to tell you okay this is this is what it is because what i learned in my years of my months of job hunting is okay um you didn't hire me oh, can you please point out the areas where i did well and the areas mm. i did not do well do you get this is you trying to self-develop yourself because one interview prepares you for another 
like one interview prepares you for another. So this is it. Mm. Before I was, <laughs> I can like, okay, I can't be able to, I know what I want to say in my head. I know. But once I see the interviewers, I'm shaking. I'm shaking. But, but at some point, after like a few months or so, I figured out that, uh-uh. So I can actually talk this fluently and not scared of these people. You just use this development and you know that ah, you are progressing. Some yeah. people might not be able to tell you, but if you find people that are able to tell you, because I know I've gotten so many, and when I just tell them, okay, I'm not asking for the job, I'm asking for a feedback that can be able to help me get another one. Can you please be kind enough to tell me where why you think you, you didn't hire me? So it just makes you build yourself. It can be hard. It's a hard piece to swallow, especially when people from your community are getting jobs. This, yes. that, that, and all that. So it just you just have to like know that your time is going to come, and then exactly, just exactly, yeah. your time is going to come. So while you were building yourself. That wasn't all, only what you were building. You were building a project as well. Exactly. You were building pick a pad, right? Oh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. While you were building yourself, you're also building pick a pad. <laughs> so, can you tell us the backstory of that project? Okay, so I'm not going to come here and say I I grew up in a place where I couldn't afford pads. That is not my story. I grew up with a woman that loved me so much and I, I she was even worried because as a teenager I saw my period late so she was like okay your mates have seen their period what is it what is wrong what is happening but as an older woman she believed that pad was just I mean you used um that in their days they were able to use cotton wool wrapper all those stuff but why I went yeah. to school I could see people struggle. They, they, I think uh, there's a particular classmate of mine. Every time she's always stained. Every time she's always stained. We had to, one person had to give her her cardigan and all that. So you when you say school, that, is it high school or university? No, no, that was in university. I'm just telling like oh. when the whole idea was started in my head. I'd be like, yeah, okay. So at some point it turned out that she couldn't afford to get a part. So she was like using piece of paper um, wrapper and all that. I'm not exaggerating at all. It was like, okay, but why didn't you mention? Do you get? But for them, it was a luxury and she needed to do with what she had. So at some point, I'd be like, okay. I mean, I've always had the whole mindset of, of course, this delusion at some point. Me, I want to do this when I grow up. I want to do this. I want to do that. When you grow up, you know that you don't get to wait until everything is landed on your table before you get to do what you want to do. Now, when I, as a product manager, when I decided to like, okay, I can do this, I started building my portfolio. And the first project that came into my head is, what if I work on an app that people that cannot afford a pad and be able to like access free pad from their phones, maybe collaborate with pharmacists or any place at all. Once you are closer to the location, I'm entitled to like two parts a day, um, a month rather. So this was the whole mm. idea in my head. Mm. I work, we worked on it. I was able to like get a designer and all that. So that was my first product on my portfolio. That was my first 
mock like i needed to like collaborate because as a product manager you would have done a lot of stuff so that because before you can be able to land a job or anything so i decided to like work on these projects they are not real life projects but you just needed some experience it taught me how to collaborate with people as a product manager it taught me uh, basics of design and all that so after building the product and all that one day i was like ha uh this picky part the way the name came was i was just like just talking about the I'm like oh pick a pad pop it sounds nice but it doesn't sound nice in my ear i, I mentioned it to them they say ah it sounds nice i say eh? they say yes i said okay so after building it and adding it to my portfolio and all of that one day i was like thinking you know you don't have to wait until you have the whole money in the whole world now it was going to be a personal project. I think it's like, it was something I thought that I could just fund myself. You get every month, uh, take out mm-hmm. some huge amount of money and just distribute part. Mm-hmm. At some point, mm-hmm. I'd be like, you don't have to wait until everything is okay for you, for you to just start. When I wanted to start, my friend said, uh, uh, how do you even intend to start? I say, I'm just going to start anyway. If I don't do it right, I'll And I, we started. I created the account, talked to a few people that were interested, they decided to volunteer, and we started. We really started. And the first month, we were able to come up with 50 pads. For me, that's, that's one of the most beautiful things I've done this year for myself or for anybody. Because it was... Aww. So it was cool. really beautiful like okay this is it and then yeah. when you're like okay let these people get this part who are the people that are going to get this part and people got them and they were like oh they were thankful it was an orphanage so there was not no much access to it but they got it hmm. and it was really beautiful that i could contribute something to the society at least yeah and now we are doing like 150. My goal is to do as many much as I can. I, di- I don't want to give God a deadline, but I know that by the end of next year, I want to be able to give as much as 5,000 parts. I mean, it's going and to you would be, And you would be able to do it. It will happen, I'm yeah. It will happen because you've already started the process and a lot of um, people are seeing what you're doing and are contributing already to yeah, that yeah, cause. I, mean, I think people don't understand just the anxiety that comes with knowing that this month I'm going to see my period and... I may not be able to have a pad. You know, you're talking from a level of a university babe, not even being able to afford it and it's being a luxury. I'm talking about, you know, that period when you're looking for a job, you don't have a job. Yeah. You're broke. You have to choose between either feeding yourself or buying your toiletries. You cannot afford the luxury of buying both. There are times when even as a young woman who is a graduate and now is looking for a job, not having a pad for your monthly menstrual cycle is traumatic for you. And you know, there's a lot of shame also that accompanies this whole period thing. Who are you going to go and beg? Please give me money for pad. You're already ashamed that you can't take care of yourself. Not to now talk of going to beg somebody to help you and then there's also there's the possibility that somebody will look at you and be like so as a grown woman you can't even you know buy the pad that you would use 
But then, yeah, that is the reality we find ourselves. So it's not, it's not like this is a huge project that meets a need. I know, right? I know. You don't even want to talk about the physical pain, the emotional and mental stress that comes with it. But the fact that you really can't do something about it, it's just something that I knew that, okay, um, from like within my means, this is what I want to be able to do. And to be honest, it has been actually stressful for a while, but we are looking at 150 this last month and um, this month. And hopefully we'll get there and see how it grows because I still believe in God anyway. So I know that everything is going to work out well. So that's it for PK Pad. It's my baby. So I'm going to treat it as my baby for a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a very applaudable cause. It's a worthy cause. I'm really rooting for you. And that 5,000 is even like you will surpass 5,000 and you'll be like, oh, wow. My my goal was five thousand, but no, <laughs> we are reaching a million people, and it will happen. Trust me, it will. This is just the beginning. Well done. Thank you very much. Considering all your experiences this year, what would you say? Three things you would say that twenty twenty three taught you. Okay, so one of them is that you cannot do life alone. This journey. I know it's okay to say, oh, this is my life. This is what I, if I don't do it, nobody else will do it for me. Do you get? But in the course of nobody else will do it for you, you still need help. I remember during my 100 days challenge, I was living with a very good friend of mine. At some point, she'd be like, I know you are tired, but take out one hour of your time and learn. You have to. You have started already. Like her encouragement made me know that even when I wasn't around, like maybe I stepped out, she will call me and be like, I never see your post today, oh, you know, do your 100 days challenge. It was like, mm. I was like, they send mm. you, what? they send you to me, they remind me. But after that, she was like, she was the happiest when I was able to complete it because she knew how I struggled and all that. My friends as well, when I was jobless, friends were really, really supportive okay uh, how can i help like you just can't do this life alone for me i could i have not done it alone i know that this is what i want and this is where but my yeah. friends will support me and get there secondly yeah. has to be consistency it can be tricky because if you find yourself cons- uh, being consistent in one thing and it's not working you might be like ha, are you sure this is the part i want for myself but one thing is that you can lie to everybody. You can lie on social media. What about you? Like, are you lying to yourself? When I knew that I wasn't just in this because I couldn't find another way, was when I knew that I, w- I started talking about it with ease. I started enjoying it. I started knowing that, okay, I can do this. Aside the fact that I was struggling, do I really mm. like myself here? Because I don't mm. like stressing myself, to be honest. So if I find myself in a place I am stressing myself, I knew that it is, I just know that it's not for me. So when I knew that being consistent in this particular thing would actually help me out, consistency matter, it might be hard. People will see you. They might, they might feel like they are not seeing you. I, I can't count how many people reached out on me via LinkedIn and telling me, oh, I saw your post. 
Thank you very much. I did. I saw your hundred day challenge. It inspired me to do this. I saw your your this on this entry level. One of the biggest product management class had to tell me that I needed to be a speaker in their events. And it made me oh, they even saw me. So it was just me being consistent. And I think it has helped me a lot in everything I'm doing. Besides the hundred day challenge, another thing is God, because. I believe in God a lot. Sometimes I'll just go and cry. Whoa, this is where I am at the moment. And you have to help mm. me. My friends tell me, ah, the way I take beg God, if God don't answer me, then there's Pasha. Because for me, I just believe that I will try my best, but his will will happen. So sometimes it's just like, I'm tired. I'll just go and pray. The next day, I'm all burst up with energy. What am I going to do today? This is what I'm going to do today. And it just helped me going. These three things, holding God, not doing life alone, and being consistent in your journey, it helps a lot. Awesome. Awesome. And I can relate to it, all of them. Now, before we end this conversation, what would you advise someone who is evaluating their year, you know, and it seems as if, see, there's nothing to be grateful for. There's nothing to be grateful for. 2023 was not that year. Ah, this was my worst year and all of that. Them. And what is something that you think they should keep in mind? Okay, so like I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to downplay anybody's experience because sometimes you hear people saying 2020 COVID year was the best for me. You see another person saying it was the worst yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. So people just had everything on their own. So I can't downplay anything, but most times we just focus on what you didn't do. Now for me, I tend to pass myself up. Let's say today, I write out 10 things that I've, I have to do today. If I do two and strike it through, I am so happy that I did it too. Sometimes I'll feel guilty. I'll be like, ah, what about this one? I'll be like, I'll remind myself that you have done a lot. Like, just give yourself grace. Aside my career, like, I wrote other things I was going to do. I didn't do most of them. To be honest, I did not do most of them. This thing yeah, you said was, now just kind of reminded me of something. You know how when we are planning for any year or when we are just evaluating our year, if it's the end of the year, we focus on career. We think our, all our life is career. I mean, what about good health? Exactly. You know, what about not going See hungry? You know, these See things. Mm. You get hanging out with your friends with nothing for long. It's hard to actually point out that, okay, this is a win. But for me, I just take pride mm. in that. Oh my goodness, this is what I was able to do. And for me, I don't know whether it's just me, but for uh, I write my month, what I want to do in a month. Aside the fact that I write my day to-do list, every month I say this is what I want to do. Now, let me give you one thing. Ever since I started that, there is no month I have completed everything. Uh, there is no month. Some months I can go and complete just two or three within my power. Some months, because mm. most of them are, are tied to finance. Some of them are things mm. I have to do myself. But yeah, there are things I what I just do at the end of every month, I roll it over to the next month. Now, what gives me the opportunity to roll it over is that I was able to do about three or four or five of them. 
like yeah. saying, okay, I started reading, like, I'm going to read one book this month. Another month, and sometimes it can be very months. unrealistic. You're packing 10 things in a month. Like, who do you think you are? You are, I mean, <laughs> the of things, who you think you get, it's just like, okay, this is what I want to do this month. Now, for me, I put them down so I don't forget. Most of all, I put them down so I don't forget. And I put, and to make myself feel better, I've done a lot to me this month. I deserve to like buy a big bowl of ice cream, buy cake and eat. I'll put it in my nose. If I, I do it, I'll strike it through. I'll be like, I did one thing this month for myself. I'll move it to another. So it can be hard accepting that, okay, I mean, it's the end of the year. I still have a target I want to meet by the end of the year. At some point, it will be like, you might not be able to meet it all. But don't focus much on what you've not done so far. It is hard. But for you to survive it, survive the heartache, the whole pressure of thinking that other people are doing better than you, even though there are people doing better than you. But you are doing better than other people as well. So just take it in peace. Reevaluate. What did I not do well this year? I know that this year, I know that I procrastinated a lot. I'll just tell uh, if I didn't procrastinate. Be honest with yourself. Thank you, babe, for mentioning that. Because I think we always skip that part. We always do not take accountability for how we contributed to our goals not coming to pass. Exactly. You know, manifestation not be saying make you just talk and go fold hand. That you've prayed to God does not mean that you will not go out and yeah. do the work, yeah. you know? So yeah. thank you for mentioning that. If you want to reevaluate your year, which I'm going to do very soon, though some of the things I even mentioned now, I even mentioned on this podcast, and I never found it like a huge win for me. And as I'm talking about it now, I'm proud of myself because for one minute, I didn't know anything about product management. First minute, I have a community. I have a job. I talk to people. People listen to me, even though my idea can be work sometimes. I ask questions. I learn new things every day. That's the most important part of it. It just shows me that my life is not going to Hmm. be like Hmm. Yeah. So success is not only tied to money. That is also what you're saying. Success doesn't always tie to the money in your bank or how much you've made this year as well. The intangible things also matter. Yeah. I even created a K-Drama community and I see them happy talking about K-Dramas. I see them being friends for them. Like, you know where you the community and the people in the community tends to be now like very good, you'll be like, uh-uh, this is what you've done. Like you see them helping themselves, coming from themselves, creating friendship. It just makes me happy. I might not be the richest at the moment, but I know that my life is just stage by stage and I'm going to get there. And I'm not going to sit down and say, I'm going to get there. I'm, I'm walking towards it. I think there's any magic to it again, except of course there's a miracle somewhere, somehow that happens. Mm-hmm. Besides that, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just a step-by-step situation and i hope people understand that and don't put pressure on themselves you just have to keep it going yeah and as they are planning their 2024 what should they keep in mind hmm. for me if i'm planning my 2024 i'm going to remind myself that i was able to do much for myself the previous year i can do better I would look out my weaknesses because sometimes you focus more on your strengths, not knowing that, oh, your weakness, procrastination, it can be really hard. 
beginning of the year, I went offline for like two weeks. I knew that I was able to achieve a lot without social media. We all know that social media is a lot of time. Sometimes you still need it. It's now left for you to know that this is when I have, this is my productivity hours. I can't be on social media now. Just work on your weaknesses. Give yourself grace. Be kind to yourself because nobody is going to do it for you. You come online, see people doing this. Tech, 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 money, tech, guinea. You come out from this place. You don't be running around like a headless chicken. Just stay on your path. Know that, okay, this is what I want. This is what I like. Be consistent in it. Just work on your weaknesses. Use it if you must use it. Because I know that, ah, procrastination, it choked me die. So what I need to do is that I know when the procrastination will set in. I'll not be like There's something you're not even saying, Seth. I'm just I'm just looking at you with side eye. What <laughs> you're talking <laughs> about procrastination? I'm thinking how K drama is making you procrastinate. I, I don't want to talk about that. At some point, okay, now talking about K dramas, I know that I, I'm a fan of K drama, and I know that if I if I start, I would have to finish it before I concentrate on anything else. I know. And I knew that I could not do without pajamas. What I started doing was that instead of looking for pajamas that had 16 episodes, no, I started looking for pajamas that had less than um, maybe movies that had two hours movies. I started intentionally started looking for them because it still gave me the whole idea that I was watching pajamas, but it wasn't taking much of my time again. I actually worked on that. To be honest, I did work on that. At some point, my friend was like, ah, now you know watch K-drama today? I'd be like, I'll watch later in the night. But knowing that I'm going to just watch for one hour or two hours instead of, because if it's a series, if one episode finished, I'll be like, let me what is happening in the next episode. And before you know it, 16 mm. episodes have gone. That's 16 hours of your life. I worked on it. I just found the balance. Finding a balance is just the word. Because, because even that K-drama puts you in a good headspace to be more yeah. productive. There are times you can be so frustrated and you just want to blow off steam or just ease of like, like leave work first. Let me just give myself some break, right? And then after yeah. watching K-drama or whatever it is that brings you clarity or joy, when you come back, yes. Do you're in a better headspace to tackle whatever it is. So, yeah, finding balance is important. It is. So, anything I want, I just go for what I want. I just go for what I want, yeah. You want. I think that is a very good way to end it. Go for what you want. In 2024, yeah. go for what you want. Yeah. So Thank good. you so much for your time. I enjoyed this conversation. This conversation oh, is so real. Oh. It's so realistic and practical because, you know, sometimes we want to hear from celebrities. We want to hear from people who have made it. But what of the underdogs? What of people that are still finding their footing? Because like I said, a lot of underdogs exist in a bubble. Yeah. People are always showing what they have done, what they have achieved. Not everybody is showing how they are failing, how they are getting rejected, how they are trying and failing at the same time so it's good to hear stories that just help you encourage you 
actually to keep on yes you may not be there yet but keep on and you're not alone other people Thank are also you. facing the same challenges so yes you guys are in this together i'm going to drop your link uh, links on the show notes for anybody who wants to check you out on x or on linkedin or they want to donate to pick a pad links will be in the show notes but Thank you, Ada, for your time. Thank you for your experience sharing. This was such an impactful conversation. I hope to have you again on the podcast. (laughs) Thank you for for listening through this episode. I hope you were able to garner something that you would use for your end of year evaluation. This conversation was really a realistic one for me, like I said, and like I will always reiterate, It is important to have perspective with these things in order to see the many successes that you may not have regarded as successes in the first place. I hope you are able to see things in your life in this year that you may not have thought were successes, but are successes. And I hope this conversation will inspire you and open your eyes to evaluate yourself with grace, with compassion and maybe at the end you would have so many things to be grateful for for 2023 let me know your takeaways on this episode as usual send me an email with the link on the show notes on what they are and of course don't forget to share this episode with as many people you love or people you know and your friends and anyone really who you think might find this helpful Also leave a five-star rating and a review on any of the podcast platforms that you listen from. This also supports the podcast. Thank you for listening through this episode once again. Until the next one, continue to be you till full. Bye.